Rams 38, Giants 11. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. The Giants are 1-5. and five. Another losing season. Um, a rough game today. You know, it's it just on all angles. The injuries, the play. Uh, we're going to talk about Dave Gellman, which we usually don't do on uh, reaction, you know, recap pods, Monday pods. But I feel like it needs to be talked about because of this coming off such a blowout where the Giants are... You know, four games back of a division lead, and two weeks before the trade deadline. But Justin, I mean, how did, you were at the game today? Yep. How how was it? I mean, I, I bet I honestly think I would have had more fun at the game because at least I could have been like a, and with my people and being like, screw this. Yeah, no, there was definitely a, a lot of that energy. Um, you know, I went with snacks first time that snacks and I went to a game together. We made it out, and I still have my tickets which is pretty much a miracle, if you ask me. It was the best thing about today. Also, I don't know if we're good. We have to save for maybe the end of the show to fool around and have some fun. Um, Art Stapleton brought me a chair. And you don't the last really... 10 minutes, we'll recap. We'll talk, we'll talk about everything. I yeah, want we'll, to know we'll about have, you guys we'll, we'll being have fun. snacks, being mad, and everything. We'll, we'll have some fun at the end of the show. Yeah, so stay tuned for that if you want to have fun. But, you know, 99% of this will be misery. Yeah, the stadium was, I don't know. It, it, empty, it got empty, and... You know, there was just a weird energy around the halftime, uh, remembering the Super Bowl Forty Six. It, but it was also normal. Like it was weird, but it was also just normal. I mean, because it's just rinse and repeat of going to a Giants game, getting excited for it, but at the same time still not having a ton of expectations, but still being disappointed and walking out um, at at the end of it. And it's not. It's kind of like nothing new. Um, first of all, I'm sorry if you're seeing this and this isn't great. Um, my view, your view isn't great. I'm in. Snacks' brother's room. If you're clicking on this show for how I look, then you're going to be disappointed every episode. But, Bobby, here's, like, my beginning thoughts, and then we can get to get on. When we were driving home today from MetLife, I heard the voice of the New York Giants say, Bob Papa. I heard him say, how do you fix this? And as soon as he said that, I, I, did, a, I did a double take. I'm like, Bob Papa just asked, how do you fix this? After an offseason where the Giants spent hundreds of millions of dollars on free agents, how many top-tier draft picks they've had the last couple years, and ownership basically putting out like winner-else vibes all throughout the offseason, and the voice of the New York Giants said after, what are we in? You know, what are we in, week six? The voice of the New York Giants said today, how do you fix this? It, just to put it in retrospect of where we are and it's, i think that's why we're going to talk about dave gettleman on a monday pod which we usually don't we're even going to start it with dave gettleman you know really the only time we talked about dave gettleman a, a ton on a on a monday pod was against after the 49ers game last year you know and yeah. that felt low and this feels like a a whole different but part of that is what you just said was expectations there was expectations for this team not to be a super bowl contender but to at least be a, like a decent team you know not a one in five laughing stock coming off of back to back blowouts, and I know injuries injuries did have a, a big part in this game, but I still don't think we walk away with a win, even if Andrew Thomas and Tony, uh, you know, stay healthy. But you're one in five with a team that had expectations, and it, it's not like you had earned some respect before that. I mean, you're sixteen and thirty eight in your entire tenure under Dave Gelman, which is you know essentially like the worst team over the last three years, like with the Jets and maybe the Jaguars too, you know. And it's it's year four of a GM, and you're one one and five. Yeah. And the the previous years, you were zero and five. You were one and five. We were there one and five last season. The year before that, they were two and four, 
And then the year before that, well, well, maybe I think they probably were two and four again. You know, yeah. so it's not like they've had other good starts. Like no, like this is rock bottom, and it's just we know we know that it's time to move on from the GM. But man, I feel like it should just be done now. You know, and, it and has I, to. there's benefits to it. It's not just being an angry fan. There's benefits to firing him now instead of waiting till the end of the season. Yeah, you mentioned about earning the right to have expectations, and frankly. I almost feel like the Giants are the only ones sometimes that feel like they've earned those expectations, where I feel like in 2020, they legitimately started to earn those expectations, where there are signs of progress, where, you know, the Giants play the future Super Bowl champions, you know, to the wire, down to the wire, and Daniel Jones is a half a second away from pulling the trigger on a Deion Lewis two-point conversion from tying that football game despite him having a terrible game, right? The defense took steps up when they weren't expected to. So certain things, like, they started to earn it, but ultimately what the Giants did this offseason is, which they've done before, by the way, you know, they did it in 2016, except it worked out a little bit better then, but for only one year, they tried to basically jump hoops and hopscotch over like a proper rebuild a you know proper ways to have roster construction and building through the drift where that's what they do with these free agency signings they made their bed and i'm gonna steal this is a phrase i've said all year and i feel like this is the phrase for the giants they made their bed they're lying in it they dug their graves they're now lying in those two and that is what they did with these free agent signings where yes i i i'm so glad that they did it because I love Adoree Jackson, I love Kenny Galladay, I love the moves that they did make, I still think those players can be good, but when you make those moves, it says something, it says something to the fan base, and also it's supposed to say something to the rest of the National Football League, but I guess there's a reason why the national media, you know, always seems to hate the Giants, because maybe it's actually justified, and maybe the Giants and Giants fans constantly are overestimating, over-evaluating what our roster actually is, which I hate to say it, because we had expectations, but we're fans, and fan is, fan is short for fanatic. So I won't but apologize at, for having those at the same time, like you know, this roster has some talent, you know, yeah. what, and the like. The expectations were weren't like they were there for a reason, you know. Eight wins right now, like if you that would have been like a like a kind of a timid expectation. Like the beat reporters who aren't you know fans of the team, and I'm not talking about you know there's some beat reporters who are fans of the team, but the ones who aren't were like eight nine games, you know, um, you know, we were saying ten wins the floor, which is you know seems laughable now, but it's still like, okay, it's a failure. You got to fire the GM. And you know what? The next GM, it's it could be a decent little landing spot that because it, it does have some talent. It's year four. It should have a lot more talent than it does at year four, but it does have some talent to start over with and some draft picks. And and it's, and, and you know what? And and firing Dave Gellman, you know, you're not you're not telling the head coaching and the coaching staff and the players to give up on this season. You know, so like you can fire Dave Gellman and still not be quote unquote give up on the season, but the front office the gm they should or you know or whoever steps in should view the rest of this season as an evaluation yeah you know a value like you know a come in and you know what they did with ernie acorsi in 2017 do that but with someone outside out like realize like learns from your mistakes i do think gentlemen or mayor sometimes learns from his mistakes but he always makes that one extra mistake you know so i do think they're gonna try and go outside of the building a little bit in this but it's spent get a jump start on it because guess what you don't want to fire him the on black monday and then it's like okay like is ownership going to make the decision to fire the head coach or do they make the decision to keep the head coach and now you're 
you're either hamstringing uh, a GM with a head coach, or maybe they you know they get their eye on a new GM, you know, at week 14, week 15, you know, maybe doesn't make the deal official, but like you kind of can work some back channels and be like, hey, I actually want to, I want to, you know, I like what Judge has done. Maybe Judge does some good things at the end of the year, uh, which we're, we'll talk about Judge um, a little later. Yeah. But it's like there's just there's so many benefits to do this now and not wait till later, and that's you got the trade deadline in two weeks. Yeah, you know. Like Dave Gettleman, would he trade Peppers for a fourth round pick right now? Probably, but I bet he wouldn't for like a sixth round pick. Where if Gettleman's gone, you might pull the trigger on some of those things that you wouldn't. Um, with that, that Dave Gettleman probably wouldn't. Yeah, I, I almost like firing Dave Gettleman for the trade deadline is not even something that's in my brain. What's in my brain right now is firing Dave Gettleman because the Giants need a whole lot more than. The process between Black Monday to whenever you hire the next GM. Or let's just say they do it in week 12. From week 12 to Black Monday, they need time. A lot of time. And John Mara needs a lot of time to find people, the right people, to come in and evaluate this organization. About what they are doing, how things are being run how this is a family business and even between the blood that's in the building and the blood that's not in the building, which I'm not smart enough. I'm not in the building, so I can't speak on it. But what I want as a fan is just for somebody to come in and dissect and analyze this organization. And that can be done during the regular season. And it needs, they need time to do it. Because I, number one, I don't trust John Mayer to bring in the right person to do that. And number two, they need time because that time between Black Monday of, okay, well, we're going to fire Gettleman. Let's find the next general manager. Not only do we need to evaluate ourselves, we need to find the right candidate. This organization needs time to look at itself in the mirror and figure out what is going wrong. Because so many people, we talk, you know, expectations was the theme of so far. So many people had expectations for this team and it just flat, it flat out could not be going any worse. It could not. And and correct me if I'm wrong. You can hire a GM like before the season's over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, can't you? Like, I might be wrong about that. Maybe I should do my research, but I feel like you could, or you could at least have it set up to where like, yeah, all right, I, like, having it set up at least like, seems hey, right. Monday we're bringing you in. You know, type of thing. Um, where coaches you can't. You know, like you can't hire a new coach before the season's no. over. You know, unless it's you know, unless it's a Ron Rivera, John Gruden type where they were fired before the season was over and you have it set up to sign them that Monday. And then at Black Monday, like, time is very crucial, you know? Like, guy, like coaches are, are signing, like, quickly, especially nowadays. So time is very – especially now that guys are coming from the college yeah. drinks. And that's my whole point. very quickly, you know? That's my whole point because there's so much more than the Giants need to do than just hire a GM and hire a new GM and, you know, possibly t- tear it all down with coaches, new roster, and all that kind of stuff, which is – so crazy, and I, I, my brain can't. We're still in October, and my brain can't fully dissect all of that right now. But yeah, I mean, because it, it just gets so crazy. It gets so crazy, and there is so much that this organization needs to do to fully look at itself and how they evaluate players, how they go about free agency, how they go about the draft. And you feel like they have been taking the right steps the last two years. But you know you've read off the records to start off the show, and it's just it's no different. You gotta play from the when, results. Yeah, they, exactly. There comes if, a point. And if you want, and if you're like the you know blame the coaching, well, guess what? This is the second head coach that that Dave Gettleman has hired. Yeah. You know, and their coaching does deserve a good amount of blame, uh, but you know this 
this this was hired by Dave Gettleman. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, do, do, is there anything else you want to hit up? I mean, we spent ten minutes on Dave Gettleman, but like, I just wanted to talk about that to start, kind of get it out there, since you know, no one's looking for like an in-game, in-depth, you know, review of this game. Like, I think it's better to just be like, hey, this is where we stand with Gettleman because yeah. we really haven't had this conversation this season. All right. So to recap, he should be fired tomorrow, correct? Yeah, the thing is, is I have like zero, you know, there's been times where I'm like, something could happen Monday morning. But if if, if there was any thought of firing Dave Gettleman tomorrow, you, we would have heard some rumors about already. It's not yep. going to happen. And that was going to be my next question to you, but, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, so. there's there's zero chance. I mean, it could happen. It could happen before the season's over, but it's not happening t- yeah. today, tomorrow, whatever. I um, agree. I agree. Let's talk about the game a little bit, and sure. we can start with the injuries. <laughs> they moved the ball well in the first drive. Kadarius Tony's real deal, man. Like this kid is a game changer, uh, you know. And the fact that we got this guy in a first round pick, you know, it's where I talk about, you know, maybe this being a a, a decent spot for a GM to come. It's like, man, you got Kadarius. Like this guy changes the game. He was in for five passing plays. One of those was a sack. So there's four times where the ball is thrown. Justin, he had three catches for 36 yards. Like, basically, he, he's the one who got them down. Third on the, uh, he was third on the team in uh, receiving yards today, and he had and he was only in for, like, one series, and he had the longest play of today. Less than one series? And, and he had the longest play today of 17 yards. I don't think, even in garbage time, I don't even think the Giants had a 20-yard play. So, Yeah, and... You know, before the garbage time points, he was like second on the team in, in yards, and it was only by like five yards. I think yeah. like Pedersen Shepard had like four more yards than him. Um, so he's real deal, and losing him at one hundred percent hurt. You know, I don't think this game looks as bad. Maybe, maybe hell, it might even be competitive if he gets hurt. But at the same time, we, you got to deal with injuries. But still, then, what what let's let, this points to the Giants' dysfunction on, on all levels. This is a guy that's being used. Mostly because he was forced into the lineup. If everyone's healthy, if Slayton, Shepard, and Galladay are healthy, is he still struggling to find snaps, which is the craziest effing thing I ever. think he would. I think he would, Justin. <laughs> like you said, he was forced in. I And think about the game before he got his most reps, which was Atlanta, was the whole, like, he's upset with his role type thing and, you know, on the sideline in Washington. Yeah, if he if guys don't get hurt, I don't think he plays really. You know, nuts, nuts. Like he was forced to play versus you know Atlanta, which he didn't even get a ton of reps versus Atlanta, New Orleans, and then da- like he was forced to play. And now it's like, man, this is this is our guy. Like he might be the most impactful player on this team right now. It's Kadarius Tony. He is. I I think without a doubt he is. Um, so at least we got Kadarius Tony. That'll be the fun part of the season. If now we'll talk about bringing these guys back. And then Andrew yeah. Thomas went down. And I, I, I don't, I, I'm not going to diagnose it, but it, it, you know, he was laying on the ground and he kind of got rolled up kind of, I mean, it didn't look good, man. And you see it, you know, Parrott gives up a strip sack, you know, the, the, his first rep at left tackle. And we're going to talk about Matt Parrott versus Nate Solder, um, for a second. So uh, you, you see the results of not having Andrew Thomas, you know, those right. You know, we talk about Tony's impact. So the two most important players for the offense uh, you know, for Daniel Jones, Jones is obviously the most important. He's the QB. Are gone with those guys, and then you already have Kenny Galladay gone. You have Slayton gone. I mean, the healthy the healthy wide receivers on the active roster right now are Sterling Shepard, Colin Johnson, and John Ross. And John Ross had zero catches. 
Dante Pettis is on the practice squad right now. And I'm going to say this sucks for Daniel Jones, but they got to let these two, these two dudes get healthy. These two dudes are too important to rush back, you know, and having them playing banged up all year. And you know, this inj- and those injuries are obviously different than the Daniel Jones concussion injury, right? You know. Yeah, yes. yeah, it's like we talked about in the pregame show, which Daniel Jones kind of made it seem like he didn't even really have you know, I heard a rumor about that this week. It was like Jones kind of cleared all that stuff right during the game, but they didn't want to put him back in. You know, Jones kind of said after the game, like, hey, I got the wind knocked out of me. And, like, the only thing, concussion symptom that he had was the wobbling when he got up. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, there, so like it, it almost made it seem like he didn't even really have a concussion because he's like, I didn't have any other symptoms besides that. You know, which lines up with things that happened, you know, talking with his family after, reading a book on the way home. Yeah. You know, going as fast as you possibly can through the protocols. You know, so I heard a rumor that he could have went back into the Dallas game, but they just didn't want to. But whatever. But it it sucks for Daniel Jones because those two guys are the most important for him. But you got to let these two dudes get healthy. And how we may get some news tomorrow that the injuries are serious and they're missing time anyways. But I would let I would really let these guys get healthy. You got the bye week coming up in a couple of weeks. You know, we got the Panthers next week. Um I think it's Panthers, Chiefs, Panthers, Chiefs, Raiders, and then you have the bye week. So you got three more games. Yep. So I know it would suck, but if those guys have like some injuries that would la- like linger for the next three weeks, I would give them the next three weeks off, and then you have the bye week. You give them a month to heal up. Or five weeks to heal up. Now it sucks because then you're you're throwing freaking Matt Parrott and Nate Solder out as your tackles, which sucks. It really, really does suck. But the long term health of Andrew Thomas and Kadarius Tony is more important than these next this next month. I agree. And you know, and and you know, it, it's not like Daniel Jones hasn't had the struggle through that before. Like I said, it really does suck for Daniel Jones because those two are the most important players for him. But I, I you got to let those two guys get healthy. Yep. You can't have them battling and going in and out of games all year like this. No, I, I agree. Um, there's nothing much else to add to that. But Jones today. Let me read the ad. Whoa, read the ad. Little teaser. We're going to talk about Jones next. <clears throat> it's football season, baby. You know what that means? It means Giants suffering. Nope, it means we're going for two here with the sponsors of today's show, Manske. We went for two at the end of the game, which was weird. Ooh, fun. Kyle Rudolph made an impact. How about that? You know what's funny? What's funny? Did you see the Kyle Rudolph, like, his kids video before the game? You know, they've been doing that every game. Oh, no. I was reading. I wasn't going to do it, but reading some of the replies and quote tweets of that had me dying. Oh, no. It's like, Kyle Rudolph's number one fans is some of the quote tweets. Like, his only fans, to be honest. Yikes. Um, And then I I was very close to clipping it because there's a part where they're like, uh, run fast. And it's like Kyle Rudolph's kids are saying the same things as Giants fans right now. Yes. Um, score a touchdown! Like, yes, please, do something. I'm convinced Kyle Rudolph is never going to score a touchdown as a giant. <clears throat> Blitzing through Harris has never been easier, and it's time you join 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using code GIANTS at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping. It's three and out the window with all other trimmers. Must be a Giants trimmer. New, uh, now go tame that Wildcat offense. The Kadarius Tony, young, young Joker offense. Joker Wild. The world is starting to open up, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant. I actually used the Ball Deodorant the other day because I got home from the beach. Sure. 
And I didn't want to like shower right away, so I just put some ball deodorant on. Perfect. Uh, plus, you get two free gifts, performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel bag. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's the Lawnmower 4.0 was what, was what you're paying for. The brand new Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take your defense to the next level. This fourth generation trimmer features a, a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It really does, honestly, Justin. Like, I am very careful around there. I've always been, like, you know, it will take me way longer than it needs to to, to trim up. But with Manscaped, I'm, I'm getting reckless down there because it's like, I, I, know I'm, I know I'm safe. Pause. I have a question. Snacks? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you love Manscaped? 10. 10. 10. How about that? Thank you, Snacks. We love Manscaped, and thank you, Manscaped. We have an exclusive offer for our audience. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GIANTS at Manscaped.com. Again, Manscaped also will throw in uh, two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GIANTS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping and at Manscaped.com and use code GIANTS. Stiff arm your pubes out of the playoffs this year, just like the Giants with Manscaped. All right, let's talk about Daniel Jones. Bad game. First yeah. bad game since Tampa last year? No, the Arizona game was bad last year. Um, the, obviously, the interceptions. Um, and again, you do see the difference without Tony and Thomas. The first interception, so I want to break them down and kind of go through them what happened. Because um, the first and third were bad Daniel Jones interceptions. You know, where the second the second one, Sterling Shepard tripped and fell. Yeah. You know, um, and it's, it's a bit, okay. What is your least favorite? What type of interception do you like less? One that is a bad decision. You misread something or an inaccurate ball. Hmm. I would rather have a bad read, bad decision versus inaccurate ball. Okay. All right. Cause I, I, there's different types of interceptions. Like, because I thought the bad decision one, correct me if I'm wrong, it's um, from the stands that I was very much checked out for the majority of the game. When you score 28 points in the second quarter, it's kind of deflating. When you allow 28 points in the second quarter. Um, thought there was one where Jones really forced it, and then there was just an inaccurate throw. Um, no, nah, they were both, they weren't both, they were both bad decisions. Okay, um, I thought he, I thought he forced one of them into like, double cover just trying to make something happen the worst type of interceptions are the tampa ones where it's like you're just throwing up a stupid pass you know and then it depends consistently like I, if if you're getting an interception here and there maybe it'd be accuracy it's like okay he's accurate he misses it but if you're consistently doing like the bad decision bad decisions but again you know this these were the first real interceptions he's thrown since the tampa bay game last year the first one was a drive concept where you have the tight end on a you know a ten to twelve yard in route, and then a wide receiver Shep on a drag route, and you're in zone coverage. You're reading one player, and ta- and Rap the safety from Rams did a good job, is that he showed down to to like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up Shepard, you know. So Jones when as soon as he shows that Jones is like I'm come I'm going to the end on Ingram, but the Ingram the end takes more time to progress. So Rap reads that. He reads Jones' eyes, go back to Ingram, and then floats on it, and then he throws it. So that's a bad decision. The second one was a dig to Shepard, where Shepard stumbled coming out of the break, and that would that actually would have been a big play. And it was like, you know, when I thought the Giants would just fold going into the half, that was a good play by Jason Garrett, and Shepard just stumbles, yeah. and it's an interception, mm-hmm. not DJ's fault. And then the third one 
is one that's bad on Daniel Jones, but it's also why I hate Jason Garrett. Um, you've got a curl on the outside and then a, a, a seam with the slot receiver, who I think was a tight end. And so they show man coverage, but Rap passes it off to the safety and then plays the underneath on it. So it's a bad decision by Jones, but it's also part of the reason why I hate Jason Garrett's offense because that play is like you're reading one player. If that player shows one way, you're going the other way type thing. So it's like if you're game playing, it's like, all right, let's try and bait them into this type of stuff. But at the end of the day, that is Daniel Jones' fault. So, I mean, it was a bad game for Daniel Jones, you know. Yep. Again, it was his worst game since the Tampa game. I know the Cardinals game was a bad game, but he was so banged up on that one. Um, and it makes sense that it happens with Andrew Thomas and Kadarius Tony out. So, bad game. Don't stack these bad games on 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 top of them, Daniel Jones. You know, you've been good lately. You've you've had a he's had a really good season. You know, so this is a bad game. We just can't. He can't stack these on top of each other. Like this can be a blip. In, you know, he wasn't going to not have a bad game. Going, you know, for the rest of his career. This is a blip on the radar. Just yep. Like cut, cut these out. Even even if you have bad tackle play in front of you, and no Kadarius Tony. Like you gotta, you know, he had bad tackle play at times last year. Um with not great wide receivers, and he was able to maintain. Again, I'm not expecting good offense, but just not, don't have the bad games. Yeah, the disaster games, the bad games, the certain decisions that you can point to and be like, oh, well, that's the Daniel Jones that you know we, we, that we know from 2020 and 2019. You know, I really hated, out of, out of all things, where really I felt at least, I don't know, I felt at least the third interception. Again, from where I was sitting, and I could be wrong, I, it just felt like Jones was just trying to make something happen that wasn't there, you know, because the skill position players are at a deficit. And that's not an excuse. As a quarterback, you're just, your, your job is to make good decisions with the football, you know, check it down, keep a drive moving, you know, keep the ball moving any way you can while keeping the ball in your possession, right? Um, you know, giving the defense a shot by punting, you know, that's just the game of football. So you can't have the turnovers and you can't have the boneheaded decisions. But I just hate it that this game where everything else was falling apart, you know, now it's one of those games where a lot of people can point to, oh, you know, this is why a lot of people don't believe in Daniel Jones because of the turnovers and stuff like that. So, but like you said, don't, don't stack them on top of each other. If Daniel Jones starts to stack them on top of each other, um, then, then that's a conversation that I think we will continue to have about quarterback. But right now, after this game, it's like, yeah, bad game. Let's acknowledge it. But, um, I, I'm not, I'm not hanging my hat on, DJ right now having one bad game in the midst of having a really, really good start to a season. If he had like an okay start to the season so far, and then this disaster game, I would be more concerned and I would be more like, well, what the heck? We just need better. We, we just, we just need better quarterback play, but I'm not really like that right now. So yeah, I mean, Thomas is so important to success and that's what, if he's out, like that's Kadarius Tony's out, it sucks. But if Andrew Thomas is out, that's where I get worried about DJ. It's because like he is so important to his success. DJ's gotten better at manipulating the pocket, but it's like the blind side needs to be taken care of. And again, we'll talk about tackles in just a second. Um, but you know, like if and and here's what we can say because you know we don't like to really talk to social media on these podcasts. You know, we you know try and just talk about the Giants and ourselves. If if, if, if after this game, you're like, I don't know if he's a guy, you know, if, like, I'm, I don't think anyone should be like totally sold Daniel Jones as a guy. I believe in Daniel Jones. I think he's, I think he is the guy, but I'm not, you know, not a hundred percent sold. But if you're bringing up like the total turnover numbers at this point, like you're kind of an asshole, right? Like, if, like, like if we're using his rookie turnover numbers against him, I just think, I just think you're like, you are just trying to, you're trying to be anti DJ. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, you're, 
you're picking a narrative and you're trying to build, you know, <laughs> build, build your narrative. And, you know, especially, uh, you know, some of, some of the people that may like to look at the total turnover numbers are also the types of people that will tell you, well, interceptions at the end of halves, uh, don't necessarily count. And Jones has had a few of those and, you know, also like, you know, ripping on Evan Ingram and Evan Ingram's not, you know, not good. And he's not a guy that should be on this team long-term. Well, Evan Ingram has been a cause of some interceptions that are tipped up in the air. I, I, this isn't an episode to really give excuses for anybody, but there is context. So, you know, provide that context, especially when you're talking about Daniel Jones and this turnover, specifically with his interceptions. Cause this, this was bad, but you know, pretty much the first yeah, time, game. No the first time that. since Tampa Bay, you know, almost the whole calendar year where Tampa Bay last year, where he threw like legit interceptions that were totally on him. So just think about this. And I said this on the stream like that. These were the first interceptions that were Daniel Jones fault. And I'm not talking about a guy running a run route, like literally like one was a Hail Mary and one was an Evan Ingram, like right in the pause, popped yeah. it up. This was his first interception. Joe Biden wasn't even uh, nominated as the president. Since the last time Daniel Jones threw an interception like that. Like, I forgot what it felt like, you know? We like, were running for president, They used to just really, actually. like, drive in my heart, and I forgot what that feeling was like. We were running for president during that time. Yeah, like, like we hadn't campaign. conceded yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally voted for myself. Uh, I can't wait to run for governor of New York next year. Yeah. Still haven't decided if you or Kadarius Tony will be my um, lieutenant governor. It's, it's uh, Is it Kadarius Tony or Young Joker? Who's going to be your lieutenant governor? One and the same, bro. Young Joker, Young Joker. Mm, um, maybe I'll point. have you two run against each other in, on your platforms. Maybe we'll just fight. Um, maybe I'll shave off my eyebrows too. I was hoping for fight at the end. Um, I love Kadarius. I'd Tony. rather shave my eyebrows. You should shave your eyebrows mm, and, I should. and and start doing the podcast with the beanie thing. What is that called? It's, it's not a skull cap. It's um. I, I feel like it's not. It's a ski mask. Is it called ski mask? No, a ski mask is like. That covers your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask him next time I see him. Because it's not a hood, you know. Oh, I'll have Art ask him. Yeah, how about that? Could just Google what it is. We're good. We're good friends, Art and I. Yeah, we'll talk about that uh, later in the pod. I'm I mean, so excited. Th- he really came in the clutch for you. Like that was a he cool did. move by Art Saber. I didn't need a chair, but. Um. Want to talk, Joe Judge? Well. D- 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 Cap it off with offense with tackle talk. Oh, really yeah, let's quick. talk about the tackles. Yeah. If you think Nate Solder should start over Matt, like, I'm going to start judging people's intelligence on whether they think Matt Parrott or Nate Solder oh, wow. should start. Okay. I'm I know that's it. harsh, but that's where I'm at right now. Like, p- people turned our start Matt Parrott thing into, like, us saying Matt Parrott was good. Literally, our argument, our half of our argument, Justin was like, we want to see if he's good enough to even be a swing tackle. Yeah. You know, and what was it, it my was, what was my whole rant a couple days ago? You know, how would you i would hate i would hate 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 if a new general when when a new general manager comes in here and he doesn't have any pro tape of matt of matt Parrott starting and teams preparing for him like you've been saying on a weekly basis and that 99th pick in the nfl draft when we didn't even have a third round pick in the 2020 draft to begin with because of leonard williams i would hate 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 if that draft pick is just wasted wasted and this guy with somewhat promise is we just don't we'll just We'll just never know if he was going to work out as a giant. Give him the opportunity. And the large majority is because of how bad Nate Solder is. Like, if Mike Rimmers was our starting right tackle, we wouldn't be banging on the table to start no. Matt Parrott. No. We'd talk about it, but we wouldn't be banging. Like half Nate Solder gave up a strip sack on the first play of the game from the right tackle position. And we know how much easier right tackle is than left tackle. 
You know, and again, they put so much effort into protecting Nate Solder with a tight end help, running back chip. You know, it's like Nate Solder, or Matt Parrott can do that at right tackle. You know, and, and Matt Parrott kind of settled in a little bit after that first bad play where he got thrown in there cold. You know, like, do you remember calling Matt Parrott's name after that sack, you know? Like it no, wasn't good, really. but it was it wasn't as bad as Nate Solder was the week before. And he's he's young. Like I, again, like I, if you turn if don't turn us wanting to start Matt Parrot into saying Matt Parrot's good. In fact, I don't think Matt Parrot's going to be good. Like if like and that and that's not from this game. From going into this game, if you said, "Do you think Matt Parrot's going to be a good player?" I would say no. But if the issue is who we're talking about him versus. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. You know, I I don't need to say that Nate Solder is one of the worst in his position. You you shouldn't you should know this. Like <laughs> you should know this if you listen to us, if you like us, and and, and stuff like that. So I I, I don't want to be Parrot I don't want to beat a dead horse. I really don't want to be. We dead We want to give Parrot the opportunity to get better, which Nate Solder is not going to get better. Give him the opportunity to stink, or give him the opportunity to be good and prove that he can possibly be an answer. That's that's simply what we are asking. The opportunity to find out what you have in a player in a season that is wasted. And frankly, you should have found out already by now. Because Matt Parrott is just flat out a better player than Nate Solder. But again, that's not us saying that Matt Parrott is a good player. It's just saying that Nate Solder is Literally the lowest bar you could find. Is is he better than Nate Solder? Like, that's the lowest bar I've set for any player in the last three years covering the Giants. It's like saying Snacks has red hair. It's It's just a fact. It's just a thing that exists. <laughs> oh man, I gotta like you know that. Speaking of submarines, we can talk about that later. Submarines. Um, did you see the Joe Judge submarine quote? No, there was a Joe Judge submarine quote. Did well, you see it's it? Bono lowering the bar. Um, oh, lowering the bar. Uh, like South Park episode where it's like, can, how low we can lower the bar? Like we have lowered the bar. In fact, I'm gonna make a meme out of that tomorrow. Do make a meme out of it. I love it. Here, love I'm, gonna, meme. I'm gonna Zach love a good Monday morning meme. Zach got the transcript and he told me he was excited to tweet this out. Um I feel like Zach's been on a roll. Dude, Zach this tweeted Joe out a... Judge, and this can turn into Joe Judge convo. This okay. this quote is it <laughs> here we go. I want you to try and explain this to what he's saying. Sure. We're in that submarine right now. Something wrong happens, it's gonna be someone on the ship to step up and save everyone. There's a leak. Someone's got to plug it for you. No one is coming. No one will get there in time to help you if you don't fix it yourself. The Beatles' Yellow Submarine was playing in my head throughout you saying that. Um, it kind of sounds like he's talking about the Giants as a sinking ship, which is true. It's just a funny quote. It's it like, is what, a funny quote. What is Good st- metaphor. What are you saying? <laughs> Yo, Judge, what That's are you where saying? his brain goes to right away. Um... I think of the Beatles, like the, is there not like a Beatles movie of them like being cartoons on a yellow submarine? That's what I think of. And I think of Joe Judge as part of the Beatles. I'm not really a Beatles guy. Nah, I could say, uh, of course, of course you aren't. <clears throat> um, why was Daniel Jones playing in the fourth quarter down 35 points without Andrew Thomas playing? Now you see, this is where I kind of get where the coaches are coming from because if we are going to be in a world where Andrew Thomas is not healthy to be going and rocking and rolling and same thing with Kadarius Tony, or maybe they are healthy to play, but they're being held out just for being smart. I don't mind Daniel Jones getting extra reps with Dante Pettis and everybody else out there. I don't mind that. 
I disagree. I don't think those reps. It's why take the chance of him getting hurt? You have bad, bad offensive line play in front of him. Why take that chance? And you got, I mean, Shepard was out there too. Shepard, you know, if that's the case, then they all should have played like a ton of preseason reps. You know, I, I, I it's, like you this, can't, you can't not value the preseason and then say you value that. And Joe Judge said we we did it to compete for sixty minutes, which that doesn't. That just doesn't make any sense. No, no, I, I legitimately do think it, it is like they, Bobby, uh, you know, they they got to get the kinks out. I, and I'm and I'm not saying that. I know that I just said it, and I hate it that I said that quote. But they want to go out there and they want to win against Carolina next week. And the best opportunity that they have to almost get ready is just to continue to get more reps with this weird, different offense that just isn't supposed to be out on the field with each other. And that's the way that they got to do it, and that I I don't agree with that. I don't even know if I agree with it, but that's it, it. That makes sense in my brain that the fact that he was out there that long. But it's, I would I hate twelve more minutes about left. Judge. You're down thirty five, and they don't bench him, and then okay, whatever. They don't, you know, and then you're down thirty five with like five minutes left, and they are playing him, and then two yeah. and a half minutes left, and they're playing. Like it doesn't, like take your guy out, protect yeah. his health. You don't like don't risk him getting an injury. And I guess uh, rebuttal to what I'm saying is. Well, how much are you learning about your play calling and you know repetition when a defense is not normally playing maybe a, a coverage or a scheme that they normally would be playing when the game is close? I, I, I don't know. But here, here's what I will say in terms of coaching with Judge Garrett or whoever that I had a problem with. Um, I, there was a third and short that they ran a QB sneak, and they got it. Great, you do it once. But then that fourth and short, you know, I, I don't understand why when Daniel Jones has historically been hurt, you talk about this, when Daniel Jones has historically been hurt, you know, rushing between the tackles, I'm talking about like the lower body injuries, not like the head stuff, but the lower body injuries that can keep you out for extended periods of time. You know, that's the stuff that he's got hurt on. So you did it once. Great. And it worked third down, first down, boom, you move the chains. They were inside the red zone, but then doing it again on fourth down when a, a and B gaps are just totally stuffed with 300 pound guys. And you have, you know, your your two and a half million dollar backup running back back there, and you don't give him the ball. Uh, I, I that that I don't that I don't understand. Um, so I had a problem with that fourth down decision to QB sneak it. I, I liked for I like going for it. I don't worry about the injuries, but I do hate fourth down QB sneaks. Um, yeah. And I, and I know like some people will play their like, play, like will say I'm playing the result, but I do like in Daniel don't the two. The last two seasons, there's only been two times where a fourth and five or less wasn't converted when it was put in Daniel Jones' hands, running or passing, and they were both on fourth and one QB sneaks. Yeah, uh, I I just hate them because you're trusting a bad off- interior offensive line to get pushed, and it's just like I just give it to the running back, let him be able to react or jump over the pile or do yeah. something. Like I just I just kind of hate those, but that's yeah. you know well, Devontae next- Booker tripped on nothing <laughs> on like a third and short. Um, it, 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 they're just, it's a mess. It's, it, it's just a mess. They, even when they make the right decision, it's not the right decision. So when Tony, the offense went right back to like curl and stick cons. Oh yeah. I mean, that, that is what, especially when the O-line is it's just Garrett goes back to that. Yeah. Daniel Jones's average stuff. The target was like under seven yards today. So, um, where are you at with Joe judge overall right now? Cause I'm kind of like, like the things I liked about him aren't showing up. You know, and then the things I don't like about him are like still, re- you know, very prevalent. I, I at this point, Bobby, I, I still don't even know. I yeah, still we got don't a lot of time know. before. You know, we do I, that. 
I'm really, really, and this can maybe be a segue, I'm really pissed at this defense and its players. I really am. Um, you know, I, I was giving. They're going to give up, by the way. They're going to give up? I'm saying defensive defense has a lot to do with effort. And when you start losing, yeah. that's what you lose first. Is the de- like Defense has so much to do with like detail and giving full effort and attention on every play. Where offense, you can get away with taking some plays. There's, off. there's more like, there's more or less veterans on defense than there is on the offense side of the ball, right? Yeah, the defense has veterans and it has like, it has players on that on that defense. Um, I'm actually not like outraged with the defense after this game, comparatively. You know, like it was bad, but like, you know, the the Rams had two touchdowns on twelve and fourteen play, uh, fourteen yard drives. You know, by, by Giants turnovers. No, I, I'm you just, know. I'm just mad at these players that. This is a defense full of playmakers, but we don't have any playmakers. That no, is what Logan I'm... Ryan hasn't made a single play this year, really. Xavier McKinney is just so, so bad. There was a play in the second half. Did where... McKinney have the worst two interception game in NFL history? And didn't he? I mean, he dropped. The crazy thing is that they dropped the important ones. They, and then the, what, the two that they had, you know, the interceptions that they had today? Or some of the most pointless interceptions, but you know they drop interceptions. They, they lead the league in dropping interceptions, by the way. They do. It, it, did you find that stat? Well, Patricia Trainer said they're leading coming into this game, so I'm just going to assume they're leading. Well, yeah, the they game. had two or three more drop today. Yeah. Um, Bradbury dropped one. McKinney dropped one. Um, I don't know if anybody else dropped one, but it's it's an it, Bobby. It's an every week thing. If it was just like one game, two games here and there, it's like oh, you know, your defenders are going to drop interceptions. It is an every game kind of thing, and it's similar to you know what we talk about with Evan Engram. It's like you, how do you how do you even coach that? It's like oh, can just catch the ball. So that's what's just frustrating that there's interceptions that are in these guys' hands. You know, towards the beginning part of the season, there were sacks that were in their hands. Now it's just the edge room is just bad. Like they're just they're just flat out. Terrible. I thought the- yeah, Aziz isn't, do- isn't doing the sacks to overlook like his no. inconsistence now. And there's- Quincy Roche is not – he got he was inactive today, which I'm not going to be that bizarre. mad about it. But it's like what like Ocean Zimenez does – he doesn't do anything. Tay Crowder, um, who I thought had some good plays, but just Tay Crowder one-on-one with running backs on do- the outside. Yeah, you we, can't we do, we that, can't do that anymore. We can't. J.D. Yeah. McKissick got burned him for – 70, 80 yards against Washington. Daryl Henderson, which it's like, what? Burned him for a touchdown in the in the second in the second quarter. Just what are we doing? He can't have it. Like this. Yeah, is you a- can't be mad at Crowder for that. That's on Graham. Like you can't do that. You and that's where I McKinney was supposed to be yeah. over the top on. Like you got to have a safety over the top if you're going to do that type. Well, of my stuff. whole thing with McKinney, there was a so yeah, McKinney had the dropped interception, which uh, that was right in his hands. It was it was tipped by one guy, and then it was right in McKinney's hands. You got to find a way to get. You got to find a way to pull that down. And there was a play in the second half for Cooper Cup is basically stationary, catches a ball stationary, and Xavier McKinney. You know I, I've seen plays of him in Alabama where he will just freaking boom shoulder. Pad to the hip, to the legs, helmet, biting the ball, wrapping up, and he just makes plays on dudes, and he hits, and he's physical. You don't have to be the biggest guy in the world, but you can try, and you can give effort, and you can play the game of football. You got pads for a reason. I feel like my father right now. My father's like, you got pads for a reason. Use them. So it, instead, he kind of pitter-patters, pitter-patters to Cooper Cup, and Cooper Cup winds up getting four or five yards after the catch. It's like, this is, it's bad. It's just bad play, and I, I, you know, you you just mentioned where that you know that is on Graham where you can't have one on one, but also I I don't want to put Tay Crowder on a running, I don't want to put uh, Reggie Ragland on a running back, I don't want to put Carter Coffin on a running back, 
I don't want to use a safety. No, I'm saying put the safety over the top. Uh, yeah, but That's you know, like Tay Crowder been over the top on that. Tay Crowder's supposed to, you know, is supposed to be this this athlete that you know he's fast, he can run with anybody. You know, I'm really, really frustrated with, and I guess you you disagree with that, and that's fine. You but put I'm, a tailback on the outside versus a <sighs> linebacker, he should win that battle. Like Tay Crowder's a Tay good Crowder's athlete a former for a running back. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I know what I mean, you're saying. I know what Tony's you're saying. Tony's a former but quarterback, but no, but understand what I'm saying. You know, I'm just frustrated with the fact that. There are playmakers on this defense, and there are plays to be made every single week, and they're not making them. And I'm not saying that these dropped interceptions can be the difference between wins and losses, because guess what? The Giants' defense is still just bad. You know, even when they're you know when, even when they're not dropping interceptions, they're still allowing 12, 13 play drives, and they're still allowing points. So uh, it's it's just it, it's frustrating. I watch the game, and I get more mad at the players than I do at Lake Patrick Graham. Nickel is such a huge issue right now. Um, but well, here's Peppers what I will burned. say. Peppers got why, burned. Yeah, let's not put Jabril Peppers covering Cooper Cup man coverage out of the slot. Nope. Let's, especially when we don't have a pass rush. That is where you can blame Pat. And then, you know, you put Julian Love at nickel. He gave up two touchdowns today on rub routes where he just totally, like, screwed up on, on those. You know, the Robert Woods one and then the other one. I forget it, who it was to. You know, like, he got screwed on. The, he screwed up on those plays. I, I don't remember Darn Darnay Holmes played a decent amount. I don't remember him having any bad plays. So maybe just put maybe put Darnay Holmes back at nickel like he was last year. But like don't put Peppers at nickel corner. Like come on. Like that that's it's like why are we misusing Peppers? And I'm a Peppers apologist, but it's like you can't put him on man coverage on Cooper Cup. Um here I wanted to do this little game though. I know it's not real life. If I told you that the Rams leading runner had seventy eight yards on three point seven yards per carry. And their second receiver was Higby with five catches for 36 yards. Would you say a really good uh, day by the Jonas defense? Uh, yeah, that's but what happened. But just, I mean, just knowing worked. the just knowing the scope of the game. You know, what did the Rams have? 240 passing yards, and the Giants had like 200. You know, it, it, this game was very second quarter heavy, where 28 yeah. points in the second quarter, zero points for the Rams in the first quarter. What then? Three and seven in the third and fourth quarter, respectively. And you know, f- you know, fun fact for the Giants: this still continues. They've only allowed three points in the first quarter all season, and that was <laughs> to Dallas insane. last week. And I don't understand, like, what what is the Giants' offense doing in the first quarter to move the ball so well? Which I feel like every week they move the ball really well. But a problem is they don't come away with seven points. Where again, that's that's an issue in the red zone where you can't execute, you can't finish drives, and. Whether it's offense, whether it's Jason Garrett play calling, which I put it a little bit more or less on there, on that part, because that's where play callers really shine, how they can kind of design plays in the red zone. Where, you know, take, a, take for example, the uh, there was a touchdown, one of the touchdowns that went to Cooper Cup, I believe, where Matt Stafford was rolling out to his right, and then there were two guys running a, you know, a route very similar to each other, but Coop lined up, you know, sticking the ball in you know, right by the pie line. I believe the ball was on the left hash mark. The Rams were inside the red zone. They were inside the 10-yard line. Stafford rolls out to his right. There are multiple players running routes on that side of the football field, and Stafford has his option in terms of where he wants to go. Whereas last week where Mike Glennon, or you know, he rolls out to his right, they were on the right hash mark. Kadarius Toney is the only player running around in the end zone, and then Mike Glennon has to like throw the ball away and just eat it. So there's differences there. So it, I, don't, I don't even know where I'm going. I'm just fr- Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's frustrating. I mean, again, I mean, this was a bad defensive game. Yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, two touchdown drives of 12 and 14 yards often screwed them on that. You know, I'm interested to see how it happened X's and O's wise because this game kind of got lost. 
Um, you know, now the, the scoring plays, again, two of them were Julian Love screwing up rub routes, like totally getting lost on them. Um, Tay Crowder. Yeah, the Tay Crowder one. And then I think the rush. The Coop, was, it the Coop, was it the Cooper Cup one that I'm talking about where he rolls out to the right, Stafford? And throws to the left, or no, 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 no. He he threw it on the right. He threw it on the right sideline. Maybe that was a yeah. Julian it was Love the rub fault. route. It okay. was It looked like it was Adore Jackson's fault, but it was Julian Love's fault. Lovely. Um, on the one, I don't know. You probably weren't paying attention this closely, but it looked like Logan Ryan and James Bradbury pulled up a little bit at the end of that last Cooper Cup one. I don't want to say that for sure, but it just kind of looked like it. Yeah, sure. Um, Making business decisions at this time of the year, so. Yeah, I mean they're giving up 38 points. That's that's obviously a horrible game defensively. Yep. I, I can't understand. Can we talk why... about the bright spot. Yeah, let's talk about the bright spot, which is and our... then he totally ruined it. Oh no, I was oh I, I thought our bright spot was going to be our our new sponsor and our new oh that is that is our new that is the bright spot. This bright episode's spot. going a lot longer than we expected. I know, but I'm, I'm kind of glad. I feel like we're having some good conversation. So let's talk about the Candlewick Diner. We want to talk about one of the best places to go. Next time you are going to a game, which please, please come to Giants games. I, I I know I know they're expensive. This is a really bad pitch pitch to go to MetLife Stadium. But the reason why you should go to MetLife and you should come see me is before the game, or even the night before, if you're you know if you're coming from out of state, out of the area, go to the Candlewick Diner. Tell them talking Giants sent you. Located just a mile up the road from MetLife Stadium, Candlewick Diner is the perfect spot for your pregame breakfast, postgame dinner or drink, full-service bar. So Snacks really wanted to go. We were actually talking about this on the way home. Snacks really wanted to go to Candlewick to get some Pinot. That's his best friend, Pinot Grigio. Pinot Grigio. Got it right. So full-service bar. You can have breakfast for dinner which I love personally. My favorite thing off the menu is pulled pork eggs Benedict with hollandaise sauce on the top. Perfect, delicious, chef's kiss. So what I want you to do, I want you to go to their Instagram page at Candlewick Diner, at Candle, common spelling, but then W-Y-C-K Diner for great specials and go to CandlewickDiner.com for online ordering and their menu and you thought ben, ben McAdoo's diner menu, when he was a Giants coach, you thought that was big and overwhelming? The Candlewick Diner menu, it is overwhelming in the best of ways because there are so many options, and every single option is good. I had a meatloaf sandwich even the last time that I went. Boom. Loved it. I want to go back, and I want to have breakfast for dinner again. Candlewick Diner, East Rutherford, New Jersey. And next time you're at MetLife, do what the Giants do and head over to the Candlewick Diner. I'm trying. I was hoping you'd stall for two more seconds because I had a motorcycle going by. Um, Leonard Williams, two third down sacks, a nice tackle for a loss. Had a really good game. Like basically, like shoved it in in the haters' mouths. Like he like being like, stop, stop saying I'm not playing good because I'm playing good, you know. And through six games, he has three sacks, like four or five tackles for like he's having a good season. You know, obviously he's never going to match what he did last year. You know, if he bet, if he matched what he did last year, he'd be Aaron Donald. You know, um, but he's a good player. And then his boo take is just like, come on, man! Like you can't, like you just don't say that. Like I, I know that you're like you, kind of like you know, not a hippie, but like very like you know, like a, just a chill dude. But 
and and I know you got drafted by the Jets and then traded to the Giants and the New York media, but you can't tell people like I want to boo a salesman. It's like, come on, dude, it's not the same. It's not the same, and it's the most harmless thing in the world a fan can do is boo. Yeah. Now, to be fair, I was listening to the post game presser on the way home, and. There's two sides to this story. The one side is... They cut out part of it, though. Oh, well, I was listening on the radio. So oh. maybe, you know, maybe... Maybe, maybe I, you did hear it. Did you, so, was it like the, when Madeline Burke is, like, cutting it in and out? I, I don't know. I, I, I What I heard is me getting frustrated by certain beat reporter questions, which I was sitting in the car with snacks, and I said, you know how people like to tell, like, you and I, like, you know, Bobby and Justin, they like to be like... I wish you guys could get in the could get in the locker room to ask these guys questions. Today is a really good affirmation and a reminder that I will never do that. You can pay me money. You can offer me money to go into the locker room and ask questions. And I will go in the locker room, but I will not ask a single question, especially after games like today. Because everybody got asked, do you like being booed? Do you think being booed is... Like, what... What do you think that these guys are going to say? So beat reporters on one side, they have to ask questions, and what are you going to ask, right? So that's one side. Um, the other side is, is when you ask a football player if they like to be booed, I don't think anybody's going to say, yeah, I kind of, I, I, I really like it. Where you should say as a football player, booing is acceptable when the team is bad. So the fact that Leonard Williams took it that far is bad, but I was listening to it in the moment and I didn't have the biggest problem with it. But he did take some pauses because I think he was thinking about what he wanted to say and I think he knew that what he said was bad. So. But it's not that he said that he didn't like being booed. Like, of course he should say that. What he said is like, I don't agree with that. Like, no one should be put down. You know, I wouldn't go to a salesman. And they and to the Madeline Burke like live show with Carl Banks and, and Amani Tumor, they cut that part out. Oh no, I, I we heard we heard that on the radio where where he said nobody deserves to be put down. We we and heard that on the radio. And I wouldn't I wouldn't go to a, a salesman and boo him. Which by the way, I have a DMV appointment today, and I should have booed them last time because they really did piss me off. But I'm gonna I'm probably gonna like try and record them. And yeah, go them. yeah, do it for content. That'll be really fun. Yeah, so that should be coming out tomorrow. There was a good Leonard Williams gif that that you got today that I'm gonna have to save. Yeah, I'll text it to you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, he it, it was saying that like, come on, dude, like boos are the most harmless thing. Like they are. When I, I hate when athletes do that. And it actually happened with the Yankees. And I remember John Boy and Trevor Plouffe were going at it. And I just wanted to, like, strangle Trevor Plouffe. I was like, come on, dude. Like, it's a boo. It's there's nothing. Like, it's yeah. the most harmless thing you could do to a human being is boo them. Yeah. You know. Um, like, you could be like Tom Coughlin in the loud mic and go. Special. The regular season had its oh, wrong one. Oh, wrong one. Here it is. Fire the coaches. Fire the players. Come on, Tom. You can't be saying that on a day like this. Like, you know I'm going to clip those three seconds. I'm pretty sure somebody wrote that speech for him, and it it was intentionally slanted to be an address to the fans about the 2021 season. There's it no way he wrote like that speech. It. Oh, yeah. That was like but propaganda. I, I just feel like Tom <laughs> isn't trying to do the Giants any favors, you know? No. Well, I mean, I thought that speech was a big favor to the to the job. I I, I kind of didn't like it. It was a, it was just a big summary of like what happened. It's like yeah, coach, we were there, bud. We were there. Like we we saw it. But I, I don't know. I'm same. never gonna hate it. I'm never gonna hate it. I, yeah. I can't hate it. Comparing him. comparing this to like the early like 
they were going they were winning games and being like like that's the like that's where New York can suck you know when it's unreasonable like Kadarius Tony and Andrew Thomas like their hate was unreasonable early like they got no they gave, were given no tell Tony they didn't even play and they were you know they they were people were calling him a bust Thomas just had some early struggles as a left tackle in the NFL like that's the part of New York that sucks like that's not what this is like this is a, a two years in a row you're one and five yeah you know and probably two years in a row being one and seven um you know, it's it's not it's just not the same. So Leonard Williams, you can't complain about booing. Is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm at a point where I'm not gonna let post game quotes bother me. You know, I know a lot yeah, of yeah, but there's do. a difference between post game quotes and Leonard Williams saying that. Yeah, like, I would be happy if he did what the Mets did and like did the thumbs down back. I actually would like. I I know people got mad at him for that. I actually kind of love that. Like I love that like galvanizing moment. Like all right, we'll boo you back. Yeah. Screw you. Like I, I, I would have no problem with Leonard Williams doing that. I know people, oh, the majority of the fan base would. I would like it. Um, our comments on the live stream Patreon is booing right now, which I love. Um, but him saying like, "Oh, I want to boo a salesman." It's like, come on, dude. Like, but at, at this, but like you said, I'm not making any judgments on Leonard Williams over that comment. Like at the yeah. end of the day, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, beat reporters asking the question. Do you like being booed or, you know, I, I, think, it, for a I headline, think it puts, which they got, I think look- it puts players in a very difficult spot because you're coming off of a loss where you've just got your asses handed to you. And then you're asking basically somebody, do you like when people not like when you get your ass kicked? And but, it's like, well, <laughs> I ask me if I like yeah. getting booed, Justin, do you like getting booed Bobby Skinner? No, of course not. But at the same time, like these guys, these fans pay hard earned money for to play these, you know, to come to these games. And they yeah. want a better product, and we haven't given them that. Which I very much acknowledge that he could have worded that differently. All right, like can the I, easiest can I, uh... answer of all time. It's been, ha, ha, do you like being booed? Has been asked to athletes. Uh, probably, it's probably the most asked question to an athlete of all, like all time. And wait, and it was that's actually really answer. funny. It was actually really funny. Snacks. Was it Daniel Jones that they asked? Do you like? Well, I, I said that I was like, "That's the most emotional." But what, what was the question? Seen. What was the question? Um, was it do you, not? Do you like being? What do you think of being booed? It was. What do you think? Yeah. So goes, last goes, week or, or no? Two it weeks was. Ago? It was today. Yeah, today. Yeah. It was. Awesome. So one of the beat reporters we were asked. Laughing. Yeah. One of the beat, one of the beat reporters asked, "What do you think about being booed?" And then Jones does like a double take. I can I can hear him do the double take. I was listening on the radio, but I can hear him do the double take. He's like, "What do I think?" Yeah, what do I think? He's like, yeah. He said it. It it was like one of the quickest, wittiest responses, unintentionally witty, that I've ever heard Daniel Jones have. What do I think? (laughs) Joe Judge is getting a little snappy and precious, but that's obviously to be expected. Did Snacks want to jump on? Did you give him a Zoom link? He sounded very defeated. Judge did. Um, Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to hop on? I I sent you the Zoom link. Yeah, do you could do it from your phone. You should just zoom in from your room. How about that? Just be in the that, that's really jank. Like we're literally in the same house, but he's gonna go in his room. Say hi. Where am I looking? Right there. Hi. Hi. All right, I'm gonna start the Art Stapleton story now. All right, podcast over. But we're going over now. Who cares? All right, so Art Stapleton story. I'll keep an eye out for snacks because it'll come in. So, rookie mistake. I forgot a chair. I drove to Snacks' house at 6.15 in the morning this morning. 
and left his house. He, you know, his his buddy George drove, and I forgot a chair, and I got to, and I got to you know L sixteen lot L sixteen, and I tweeted out rookie mistake. I forgot my effing chair. Art Stapleton replies, I didn't leave yet. Do you want me to bring you a chair? And I was like, sure. And then he DM'd me. He's like, do you really want me to bring the chair? I was like, no, you don't really need to. But then he brought it. He brought the chair. Our buddy Will texted Art. He says, bring the chair. So Art brought the chair. He came. He was in a great leather coat. Here, I'm going to let snacks him. Great leather coat. Yeah, he was looking fly. Tie on. Art looked really, really good. He had a very nice leather coat on, yeah. Oh, you sound like shit. Uh, what do you want me to do? I was kind of jealous of you guys getting to wear cold weather clothes a little bit. Yeah. It was, uh, that's probably the only good thing. And me, I don't know if you could tell, Bobby, but Justin's burnt to a crisp and so am I. So. Yours is a little more even. Justin's is like. Yeah, well, yeah, he had his glasses on the whole day. I would like uh, sporadically take mine on and off. He needs off, to wear so. sunscreen. I feel like I'm uh, old. I feel like you know I'm mom right now. <laughs> you feel, but like, you feel, like, you feel like our dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you have a nice like even red. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, red. Yeah, it's not tan. It's red. And Which, in season, I, I mean, I've been every Saturday. It's like go just spend time at the beach every Saturday now. I know. I get jealous on your Instagram stories when you. Post. Oh, my Instagram story has been fire lately. Yeah, they have been. I'll oh, beautiful beaches. Oh, beautiful I'll beaches. So, yeah. so art came. I have one more. One more art. Comment. He what? Art came. That's what she said. And you were getting a lot of father like son uh, replies about you and our state. Yes. So there's two things. One, same sunglasses. People were saying that that's your, that's my father, which I will take that. I, will I take had two people come up to me at the tailgate and ask if that was your dad. Justin. Really? Yeah. So it was you and our, and then me and LPG. <laughs> yeah. And then me and Jason, you Gary. and Jason. Yeah. <laughs> One big happy family. Oh, we need someone to make that meme tomorrow of like, and use the Ju- Justin and Art picture from yesterday. <laughs> Do that and then have like the, you know, the side by side of all three of us next to our heart. Oh, that's, so, that's perfect. So we got five like Bobby, son Justin, and Snacks in 20 years. <laughs> and also, Art Stapleton needs to stop interviewing Giants players. Okay, that's a real thing, by the way. He what interviewed Andrew Lawrence Thomas this, this week. week? He's so doing Dexter Dexter Lawrence. Lawrence well, all right, well, then we can expect a broken fibula. It's insane. I'm worried that Andrew Thomas is seriously hurt. Yeah, oh, he's got to be. He's got to be. And to- Tony, too. Tony's is probably just like, he's, it's an ankle. Like, he was, it's like, an ankle I'm sprain, not, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not worried about him long term. Not long term, no. But Thomas, Thomas I, I'm, I, I'm scared of the Thomas update. I'm not scared of the Tony update. And I would I would much rather have good news for Thomas than I would Tony. Hate to say it, but there I are mean, two most important players outside of Daniel Jones. Yeah, right, exactly. And Thomas is more important. So Yeah. Um know. what well, happened it, with you guys getting a ride home? Oh, oh, final note about art. All these things keep on popping in my brain. All right. So tell art, your final note, and then I'll tell the how we got home story. Art brought me a chair, and now I have Art Stapleton's chair. Which snacks? We didn't get that back from George. You dumb motherfucker! Oh, I can't. I'm not, oh, we're not. It's only Patreon, right? It's all right. It's the end of the show. It's all right. It's okay. I am. I am right. dumb. So you need to get that chair. Yeah, I'll get. I'll get the Mark. chair. But I mean, Justin, you George. were in the car. I drove you to the car. I know. To get your shit, your stuff. I know. I know. And I forgot Art Stapleton's oh, chair, which is own. arguably 
more important than my life right now. So uh, well, I need yeah, to see. I'm sure he really cares. Week. I need to see. Yeah, he does. Are you kidding me? That's his chair. No, he's just waiting for the next Giants player that he's going to injure. Just give so, it to the next. Give it to him with the next game. It's the easiest fix of all. Really, time. Yeah, I, we'll I am low key excited to get there for that Eagles game because I know the season's going to be over and it's just going to be a, like a good. It's just it's me gonna, a party. Gonna, honestly, Bobby, I was thinking about this before, like while you guys were were recording and Justin was talking, and it's all I could hear. I'm very excited for the rest of the season. Like, I'm, we're going to go every Sunday and, like, tailgate and just have a great time and just go watch football game. Regardless. Oh, that, that – I mean, it's the it's – the, it's the week – it's the weekend after Thanksgiving, so everyone's already going to be in, like, some, like, a mini vacation mode right, anyways. Right, right. Um, like, I'm planning on partying hard that Saturday. Good. Like, I'm glad like to hear it. I'm sun glad up till sundown. Because you know, the game day, I can't – I can't do it. Uh, you know, the game – we have to record after the game, so I can't – so Saturday is going to be um, – I'm, I'm going hard right, unless well, we do unless we do an event which i don't know if i really want to at i that point. would love to do an event you don't have to be there <laughs> you, don't just, have to be you, can't, you can't do an, an event drunk um no, sure you, you can to, you have to be sensible. no you can't it makes Talk it to... it makes it a horrible product i'll be embarrassed i don't want to be embarrassing myself and have video of me being embarrassed myself all right i'll, I'll, I'll get snacks drunk for the event yeah i'll do um, it. yeah sure did you but, see um, my throw trash on the field steal stuff tweet? I was very nervous. I I had my finger over the button on that one for like two minutes. I was like, you okay, know okay, it. okay. I swear to God, I didn't talk to Justin for like like fifteen minutes at one point because I was so angry at him. Um, it's my fault. It, it, whatever, it worked out, and we're gonna get back to the how to get home story in a second, Bobby. Oh, I thought you were mad at me because the Giants lost. Well, besides that, I mean, yeah. I'm mad at myself. I didn't sure. do enough to win, but. I had my beer. A lot of positives my, that you could take away. All right. <laughs> I had my beer bottle in my hand, and I legitimately, for probably 15 <laughs> seconds, contemplated from Justin's seat up top, throwing it on the field. <laughs> what did I do instead? I probably had maybe like four sips left. I said, fuck this, and I threw it under my chair. I was this close to throwing it on the field like a deranged animal. I didn't. <laughs> I held myself back, but I should have in, in hindsight. But I also didn't want to get Justin's season tickets removed, so it was kind of like a, you know, it was a very uh, double-edged sword type of thing. It would make me feel better, and then I'd feel really bad that Justin gets banned from MetLife. Yeah, listen, the Giants so. lost 38-11, to 11, but the biggest win today is that I still have my regular season tickets after bringing snacks to a Giants game. I thought I, Justin's I thought not going to be able to contain today. us for that Philly game because it's going to be two-on-one. Oh. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah, Actually, Bobby, you're, you're you, coming with me. You, it, that's like you're sitting next to me, Bobby. So it's next. To... There's, it's going to be empty. You could be able to sit wherever you I want. Was, I game. was literally just going to say, me and my brother are probably going to sit by you guys too. So you guys better sit by us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And your brother's crazy too. And like, I know how to get like your brother flicking off Mark Slareth all the time <laughs> makes my day. Like, he's yeah. Like he had a tweet saying like saying something nice to Mark Slareth, and I like I messaged him. I was like, what's this all about? Oh, did you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he didn't tell me that. It's funny. He's like, he's like, I didn't want. He told, he told me and Justin goes, well, I figure I'd try and be nice. I'm like, Aunt, no, no. Once you no, get embedded in a field like that. I'm living vicariously through his tweets at Mark Slurk. Like, yeah, no, I no, can't it, do them. That's, he, he's a pisser, my brother. And people think, like, I'm psychotic. I mean, I am. So you don't have to think it. You just know it. My brother's, my brother's a kook, too. He, he's crazy. He is very... Well, he has an excuse. He's younger than us. Me and you are like 28 and 29, respectively. Yeah. We should, we yeah, should my, not be My brother way. is going to be 25 in a month, so he's he's young. Yeah. Oh, he's older uh, than me. Yeah. He's not as cool as you, though. All right, For so sure. anyway, Bobby, how we got home. So I had two ride homes. 
we went with my friend who left right after halftime. Like they watched the first possession. They're like, all right, we're out. I'm like, Justin, let's go. And Justin's like, no, we pay for the tickets. I want to watch football. See, I agree with that. You can't force someone to go home from a game early. Right. And I agree with that as well. But I also don't disagree with them wanting to leave and not being more embarrassed than they were. So I get I agree it. With that. It's fine. So it's, it's like, you know, I see both sides. And then my, my, one of my good friends was sitting in front of us. He came over because, of course, there was no seats. And he was coming up by us. He goes, you guys want to ride? He left, I think, after the second possession of the third. And Justin's like, no, let's sit it out. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be impossible to get an Uber home. He's like, well, we'll figure it out. I'm like, all right, I'm with you. I'm not going to leave you behind. So we stayed for maybe 20 more minutes, which I wanted to kill him for. He goes, I wasn't even thinking. I wasn't even thinking. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I get where your head was at and not wanting to leave and watch football. I understand completely. Um, but I also told you that those were our only two rides and we were screwed after that. We didn't really fully talk about it. It was just, things no, I made it clear. I made it clear. Happening. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's I don't fine. remember this. It'd be one thing if, but at the same time, like if those people were your ride and they left at halftime, it's like, come on, man, you got to at least like, let it let's stick out to the fourth quarter. Uh, like leaving I, at halftime when you're someone's I, ride, I feel like that's a bad, okay, bad move. I see. I, I do. I, I do understand that point too, but us Northern Jersey, we're very stubborn people. And if we're like embarrassed or anything like that, I'm sure whoever's watching and just once you're done, you're done. You, you're, you're out. You're going home. You're going to the comfort of your own home and you're going to have your Sunday dinner. So I get it in that sense, but I also get Justin's point. So that's why I did want to stick it out. And I was like, all right, fine. We'll figure it out. Screw it. We'll figure it out. I get one day a week. I, I get, no, I'm, you better let me go right now. But I, I agree. I get, I, I get it. I get it. A week. Okay. And I know I sign up for it. I'm not complaining that it's bad. I know it. I sign up for it, even though I know it's going to be bad. Yes. So I want that one day a week where I can just sit and think of nothing else besides this crappy football team, where even though I, I'm very thankful now it's my job. But one day a week where I can just sit and be, no yes. matter if the score is 35 nothing Giants or 35 nothing Rams. Like and that, that's why that is that and that is where 65% of me is on your side. And that's why I didn't mind staying and I wasn't mad at you. And I said we'll figure it out. Because so how I don't get home? I, this now I, this is the fun All right. Story. So so Bobby, so my my friend lives like in an apartment complex. Um I guess like Basically, it's right across Route 3. Yeah, but I'm trying to, like, figure if, like, Bobby knows Route 3. You know where Quest Diagnostics, like, the practice center is? Yep, they have the best diagnostics, according to Danny Shelton. Well, Danny Shelton sucks. But I was very close to being – when there was a Danny Shelton is injured uh, tweet, I was I was really close to quote tweeting and saying it good. But I didn't want <laughs> yeah. to do that, but I was thinking it. Oh, I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were thinking about tweeting a lot. He is so useless. If he I really was is, skinny, yeah, I would make fun that. of him being fat way more. So I could do that? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll start. So he lives like across from Quest Diagnostics. And it's, you know, across the hot, like two highways, kind of, you have to get over it. So he's calling us. He's like, you got to go around this way. Me and Justin, I'll, I'll try and keep a long story short. Me and Justin walked literally, literally around MetLife Stadium. So we walked from MetLife to the Quest Diagnostics Center to the facility the main Giants facility back to MetLife Stadium 
to where the Uber pickups are. I listened to the post-game press conference. Now, mind you, we left with 10 minutes left. No, we left at the start of the fourth quarter. We left at the start of the fourth quarter. We left at the start of the fourth quarter. We walked all the way around the facility, Quest Diagnostics, practice field, everything. Wound up back at the catwalk right by where the Uber pickup is. And then we didn't even wind up even technically getting an Uber. No. So this is what happened. I, I tried to get an Uber. And we tried to find a ride. We tried to find a way over there. And I was finally just like, I was like, all right, screw this. I'm going to figure something else out. And I saw a yellow taxi and we went up to him. He goes, where are you going? I'm like, uh, Emerson. Oh, sh- I probably shouldn't say my, well, whatever. I don't care. And yeah, I was like, all right, come, the, the, come par- find the Paramus area, the Paramus come, area. Come find him. Snacks will snack. Come connect. find me. I don't care. I'll probably give you dinner. <laughs> I, the, like the Paramus area. And he goes, 120. I'm like, What? $120 for a 15-minute ride? You got to be kidding me. I don't care if there's a surplus of abundance need of ride. That's an insane Yeah, don't do that. I would just walk. Price. How far of a walk it would it be? Uh, for five hours. <laughs> Better than 130. Oh, that, no, no, that's, just, that's not bad. That's like what Justin made me walk um, home from Jersey City. Oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Oh, that, that's terrible. So, so we were like, no, I'm like, no. I was way more mad no about way. that than I let on. Um, but I was like, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to see. I was like, he, I was like, he didn't do it on purpose. He didn't do it on purpose. Justin but doesn't do anything on purpose. He just doesn't, he just does it subliminally night. as long as it helps him. So I, I've learned that, but, um, I wasn't I'm kidding. You hear that? I'm kidding. But, uh, so, all right. So we went into like the Uber lot and there's like a line full of people. They all look wealthy and whatnot. And they're all, I got two Ubers. One, the first one canceled. The second one was 14 minutes out. And I'm like, okay, cool. It was like a reasonable price. And with three minutes left, it canceled. I was like, all right, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I- I'm done. So some guy comes up to us randomly and he goes, where are you heading? And I told him and he goes, all right, you pay me this, no tip included. I'll take you there. I said, screw it. I'm in. I- I- Justin, right or wrong, we-, we could not do it any longer. I mean, I was listening to the post-game press conference and I was fine, but you were done. I was done. Well, then you, are you kidding? You're going to throw me under the bus like that? No, I mean, I was good. I was good waiting and doing whatever you wanted. But I was. All right. Long, I was long story, long story short, it was an absolute circus nightmare to get home today. And the sad thing is, the sad reality of all this is, we had an extra parking pass, and I could have easily driven my own car to the Giants game with snacks in it. And Or I could have drove. One, one of us could have drove. Or somebody else could have driven because we did have an extra parking pass. And I knew in the back of my brain that, the people that snacks usually goes to games with have the tendency to leave early. And I yes. never consider that. Yes. Because when I come up blindly, there, my hotel's near the Bronx or not near the Bronx. It's in, Met- or it's in the Meadowlands. We are blindly no, optimistic for this football team thinking that it could have been a game. Oh, what did I say? First possession. I'm like, all right, three and out. Let's go. Let's, let's get something going here. <laughs> yeah. yeah Leonard Williams like- living up to that contract, right? Snacks. Oh man. Oh, uh, Oh, listen, listen. I know you guys were talking about it before, and I'm going to listen to it later, like your perspective too, Bobby. I was genuinely upset when Leonard Williams wasn't on the field. I'm like, is he okay? Is he okay? I was concerned. Oh, yeah. So, Remember that drive where Danny Shelton and Raymond Johnson were taking the place of and I'm like, Dexter Lawrence? Justin, and I'm like, Raymond Johnson is like, a decent pass have, rusher, but he's not a good run defender. Do no. you have a Leo Williams update? Like, is he hurt? Is he no. hurt? It's like he ran on the field to start the drive, and then they, told, then they took him off because I think they were just rotating guys in and – Danny Shelton's just not good. And then I really, I really, 
the words he said about the booing really rubbed me the wrong way, but the questions were brutal. Like they were brutal. I just think he could have answered it better. Yeah. They have every right to boo. We're not performing well. That's their right. That's all you have to say. Very simple. Very simple. But I mean, I don't blame him. He's frustrated and these beat reporters ask terrible questions. So yeah, I mean, they're all headline hunting. Yeah, exactly. Which part of me gets annoyed by it, but it's like at the same time, it's like they got to do what makes you know the back page tomorrow is gonna be Leonard. But that's what makes us good. Is like we don't need that's... the headline hunt, you know. I know, I know. It's um, it's awful. It's awful. All right, you got you guys wrap up. I yeah, let's 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 on. get out of here. So you got twenty minutes. Right, I love of story you both. Time. Love you both. Come on, yeah, I mean, we'll this, see you this is our longest recap pod ever. Um, usually they last like less than forty-five minutes. We needed story time. Yeah, we needed something to keep people entertained. It was a good show. Um, bad team, good show. All right, we'll be back on Wednesday. Mailbag. Can't wait for all the snarky mailbag questions uh, we put out on Tuesday. Uh, so we'll be there. Still going to do the O-line report. I don't know what I'm going to do for the O-line report. Is it – usually I do want – there wasn't enough sacks to just, like, go through the sacks. Um, I genuinely don't know what I'm going to do for the O-line report. This I don't week. know what I'm going to do for the stats report. I have no so. clue. Tune in to find out what we do, because right now we don't know. Um, so we appreciate you guys. We really do. Um, not going to tell you it's going to get better, because it's it probably going to get worse before it gets better. But we appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday. Until then, let's go Big Blue.